ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Hello, Brother David. How you doing? How you? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Shannon. All right. I'm doing good here. Folks, welcome. We're excited to be here today. Kick it off with Pastor David Measures. Brother David, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, we'll do, yes. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this lovely day, Lord. Father God, I do pray, Lord, that the people listening, Lord, will... Um, uh, I still have a message for them, Lord, that the Lord has helped them in their walk with Jesus, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that anybody who needs set him free, Lord, you'll start that work today, Lord, and healing, Lord, will flow. And, Lord, salvation will come, Lord. If people are not quite knowing you, Lord, then I pray they'll make a decision today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen. Welcome back, Brother David, and the microphone is yours. Okay, Shannon. Well, we're on a new time now, aren't we? Yes. Yes, sure. So, uh, yes, well, I want to welcome everybody to to my show today. I just got a message to bring to you today. And um, I'm titled it, There's Two Sides to a Coin. You know, there's, there is two sides to a coin. But not, we don't use double-edged coins. Is it? No, there's a tails and there's a, and a heads and, and the you know, and there's two sides to God, and I just want to explain to you uh, in some scriptures about uh, uh, <clears throat> through the scriptures we see God's judgment and God's mercy. Now we all meet, need, and we all want God's mercy, but you know, judgment does come to us as well, and uh, there is a. End of all time. There's going to be a judgment between the, the the nations, and there's going to be a judgment between each one of us as well. The things which are done in the body, the Bible says. The greatest thing you can do is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But if I go to some scriptures, we'll, we'll see where I'm coming from. We're going to go to Genesis chapter four, verse fifteen, and it said, "The Lord put a mark on Cain." It put a mark on him. Now, you know, for, for many centuries and many years, I don't know how many centuries it was, but the Mormons used to say that the mark of Cain was the black people. And uh, they only changed that when the uh, uh, it was in America when the act accepted uh, um, the black community. It was never the never the, the mark. That was never that mark of, of the black people, which they said. In fact, uh, until 1978, um, a black person couldn't be a member of the Mormon pre priesthood. But because the American government changed things, then they changed God's word. So they said. Now, you see. It was a terrible thing to be cut off from God. And in Genesis chapter 4, verse 15, it says, He put a mark on Cain and said, and sent him off. Well, we'll go back to that scripture in a few moments. But if we go to Revelation chapter 20, Revelation chapter 20, verse uh, 4. I'm just reading from the King James Bible. It's a little bit small, so I want to find it. Um, 20 verse 4. Um, it said, And I saw the thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those which were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, nor had received his mark upon their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So, it does say that there will be a mark on people. 
Now, whether it be a spiritual mark or whether it be a physical mark, I personally believe it to be a spiritual mark. Because the fact of it is, there's a mark upon everyone who does not accept Christ. And God knows those that are his. And to refuse Christ is the worst thing you can do. Because that's, you, you, we put that mark upon ourselves. And that, I believe, is the mark of the beast. When we do not when we refuse Christ. Now, as uh, other religions uh, try to take over in, in different nations, they want to force you to worship their God. And if we do worship their God and uh, renounce Christ, like some people do do, then there is no hope for you. You, you put that mark upon you. Well, in going now to Genesis chapter 4, and we're talking about Cain. So we'll, we'll look at this. It's, you see, there's two edges to the coin, two sides to the coin, I should say. There's, there's judgment and there's mercy. And for each one of us, we have a choice. Now, if we read Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 15... <coughs> The scripture says, And Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And she bare his, his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the first, thing, first things of his flock, to the, the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you wroth, and why is your countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and they, thou shalt rule over him. Notice here that God says sin lies at the door, but also the Lord is ex explaining here that sin is the same as Satan, because he said he shall unto thee shall be his desire, Satan's desire. And when we sin, we are agreeing with Satan. Anyway, verse 8, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, <coughs> and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which had opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out of this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord, and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Now, Cain got many issues and many problems. We can see that Cain... A lot of the characteristics of Cain, and I'll explain to him, was, was pride and covetousness. He had self-idolatry and, and independence. He wanted to do things his way. 
and he was rebellious and, and he had jealousy upon it with his brother and then he became angry. And we can see he got moodiness and depression because his countenance f fell. But he was stubborn because he would not listen to the Lord. The Lord said, look, if you do well, God gave him a chance. But he did not accept it. He was stubborn and he was unforgiving. He had resentment towards his brother. He, he got bitterness and, and impatience. He couldn't wait for God to, to work in, on his life. And, and now he... He, he was became hatred and he got wanted revenge and deception and until he murdered his brother. You know, I see this as the first start of the first demon that entered into the world because it grew in the characteristics of Cain. And Cain built this inside of him. It came being a spiritual being and the sin, it grew inside of him and and he got all these issues until he murdered his brother and God sent, sent him away. And he said, you shall be a vagabond. And, and then Cain felt self-pity for himself because he said, he said, this is more than I can bear. What I want to say is that God offered him mercy. He offered him mercy because he, he said, I'm not going to have anybody kill him. But he had to have judgment. He had to be sent out from the presence of the Lord. And I want to say I believe that the worst judgment you can get if, if you're sent out from the presence of the Lord and you, there's no way back. There's no hope. Now, God give gave his mercy to him because said no one won't let anyone kill him maybe God was hoping so he's going to repent and he's going to change and going to turn now when we refuse God you've gone from his presence he's not there when you got a choice of accepting Jesus but you refuse him so you, you've gone from his presence now you're going to be in a situation like Cain and it's more than you can bear what, what is life without a chance of God? Yet people don't see this. And you might be a person today, and you say, well, I don't know God as, a, as I should do, but well, what is life to you? It doesn't mean anything. And if you don't accept God, what there is it? what is there for you in this life or for the other life? There's nothing. Because God wants to show his mercy upon you, but if you keep refusing and you keep refusing, then there's no hope for you. You see, in this story, we see that there is two sides to the coin. There's judgment, but then there was mercy. He said he wouldn't allow anybody to kill him. And we see here, we see the same thing in Mark chapter 4. And this is the story of, um, I just go to it, Mark chapter 4. It's a story about the man in the tombs. But we'll just take it a little bit for, before that. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Let me just find it. And it says, <clears throat> And the same day when the even was come, he said to them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they went and sent them a multitude, they took him even as he into the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of the wind and the waves beating upon the ship. So it was now full. And he was in the, in the part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awaked him and said, Master, carest not that thou we perish? And he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said to one another, What manner of man is this? Is even the wind and the sea obey him? Now the reason why I started there was because <clears throat> it was go Jesus had planned to go over to the to the other side to the area of the Gadarenes. 
and this area is where the, the man in the tombs was, who was cutting himself with stones and nobody could control him and he was in the tombs day and night. But Jesus had planned to go over to set this man free. But this storm arose on the, on the sea and tried to stop Jesus going. But it obviously was a demonic storm because Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves. So obviously demonic. Now, the thing is this, as Jesus was going over to this area of the Gadarenes, which incidentally was the area that the children of Israel who didn't cross over to Jordan, they didn't cross over into the promised land. It's that area that they kept um, uh, for themselves. It's in the book of Numbers. But it's in the area of the goddess Ashtaroth, where, they, where this was. And God did not want them to stay over there, but these people wanted to stay there because they said it's good for the cattle and the animals and everything. Now, we see as this man was under this goddess Ashtaroth, now, who was a goddess of sexual perversion, who was known as the wife of Baal. Now, the god of the storm of the rain, that was known as the god Baal, who is the god of the storm and the rain. Now, we see here that... Uh, this before Jesus went over to try to set this man free, the husband of, of Ashtaroth caused this great storm on the sea, tried to stop him, but Jesus rebuked it because obviously he got power over all this. Now, in the spiritual realm, they would know this because this man in the tombs was under this goddess Ashtaroth and we, we know the story about uh, when he saw Jesus, he ran down and worshipped him. And, uh, and he begged us not to send them out of the country. The demon said, send us into the pigs. Well, Jesus agreed to him to go into the pigs. Now, this, the pigs, they were, was judgment for the pigs because they was killed and went into the sea. But the man got forgiveness because the man fell on his knees and worshipped Jesus. So again, we see that there is two sides. There's God's judgment and God's mercy. The man received mercy, but it was judgment for the pigs. Now, it's pretty obvious that this was the area of the Gadarenes and it under the goddess Ashtaroth. It's pretty obvious if you read in the scriptures, you'll understand that you know the, the book of the law, you'll know that this man was into bestiality. That was sex with the animals. Now, but because it said a man who lies with an animal shall both of them be put to death. As it says, a man lying with a man shall be put to death. <clears throat> but as a man begged for mercy, he, he got mercy, he got forgiveness from God, but there was judgment for the pigs. So we had to, the two sides of God working here, judgment and mercy, just in the same as it was with Cain. Now, when we see this about the uh, the man in the tombs, you see, Jesus said to him, go away and sin no more. Now, people say, well, I believe God give us mercy. And we see this while men line with men and that, and they say, they still carry on. Now, I believe people can be set free. And, uh, and anybody who's an homosexual, I believe, can be set free and uh, they can receive mercy. But there's, there's something that comes with the mercy. It says, go away and sin no more. 
So it has to be, there has to be a, a stop to it. There has to be, there's got to be a change, there's got to be repentance. Now, it does say this in 1 Corinthians 6, that it says that there was many who was homosexual and many who were effeminate and idolaters and all sorts of things. He said, which some of you were, but now you've been justified. You've been cleansed. Because there has to be a change of heart. You can't just keep on doing. It's the same with any sin. We all want mercy from God, but it, mercy comes when you repent and change the way you're doing, whatever you're doing. When you're a thief, you've got to stop doing it again. It, it does say, I'll find the scripture here in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? <clears throat> Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. And that's one word we notice is in the in the uh, King James. It's not in the other um, Bibles. Effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And when he talks here about uh, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, and we're talking here, we would probably put LGBT on that there, nor abuses themselves with mankind. So you can see here, you could line this up with masturbators and things like that nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. You were that. But you were washed, you've been sanctified, you've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So you see, that's what they were. It doesn't mean you carry on the same. You can't accept, get forgiveness if you carry on the same as what you're doing. It, you have, it has to be a change. And this is where, unfortunately, in a lot of the modern-day churches, they're not stressing that these people, there's got to be a change takes place. You can't do what you did before. And it's the same for all of us. You know, I had a bit of a, um, well, I won't say it was an argument, a debate with somebody, they were saying, oh, well, there's the uh, homosexuals and that. They can, be, uh, they can be in the church. I said, yeah, well, they can be, but they've got to be delivered and they've got to stop what they're doing. I said, if, for instance, they're arguing about it, whether they should stop what they're doing. I said, look, I said, if I say that I was visited prostitutes and that, and say, for instance, I did all that. Does it mean that now I'm a Christian, I can continue to visit all the prostitutes? No. If I was a thief, does it mean I can carry on thieving? No. There's got to be a change. You've got to get right with God. And this people don't see this, they don't press on into this here, but the fact of it is we see again in Mark and chapter four and five about the two sides say to the coin. There's judgment for the pigs, but mercy for the man. Now again we can look into um, Hebrews chapter twelve. I just find this Hebrews chapter 12. Um, okay, verses 3 to 11. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. So it's saying that, look, you can resist the sin. 
even to the point of giving your own blood. But the people, they say, you've not even done that. And you have, and you have forsaken the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is whom the father chasteth not? But if ye be without chaste chastisement, wherefore are thou partakers? Then ye are bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which have corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be subject unto the Father of spirits and live? So you see, there is judgment, which is chastening when we do wrong. And I don't believe God lets us get away with anything. Particularly if you're Christians, you don't get away with anything. If you sin, your sin will find you out. And, and God makes sure it does. Before you can get mercy, which is restoration. And sometimes we, do, we go through God's chastening by things that we've done we've not repented of and we're continuing and we're Christians and we're still doing what we should not be doing in whatever way it is and we get come under God's chastisement. So there's two sides of the coin here again, judgment and mercy. And also in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, All have sinned and fallen short and come under the judgment of God. I just find it, Romans, Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now that's the same for everybody. There's no one righteous, not even one. Well, maybe people are now, they've accepted Christ and they're not sinning. Maybe they are now. But in the natural, there is nobody righteous, not even one. In fact, in the Old Testament, it says, you are all adulterers. The old nation is adulterers in one way or a form. But so therefore, if all have sinned and come under the judgment of God, where then we need mercy. And I'm going to read this scripture now where we can receive mercy, and this might be you who's listening today. Because you can, it's amazing how many times <clears throat> you can be in church and hear the message, and it's amazing how many times you can listen to Amiga Man Radio, and you say, well, I, I don't go to church, but I get my teaching on Amiga Man Radio. Well, that's fair enough. But you've got, you can't just hide out the way. You've got, still got to change. You've got to be, uh, do what God says. Now, in John 3, verse 16, the scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, there's mercy. All have sinned and come under the, short of the glory of God, under judgment. But now God has sent his Son in the world. That those who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17. <clears throat> For God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, 
because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So it's quite simple here when people say, well, I've always been a Christian or I believe in God, but you've never accepted Jesus to be your Lord. It says, either believers not stands condemned already. So mankind is already condemned. All mankind is condemned until you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior because he's paid the price. Now you're all under God's judgment, but we all need God's mercy. Again, the two sides to the coin. So this is where God is. Is is not some people say, well, God is, is not is not good. But God is good all the time if we follow him and do what he says. And and if we obey him and we follow him, then God is good to us. If you're struggling with hearing God, which I was trying to talk to somebody yesterday and uh, you know, it's amazing. They say the Christians but don't really listen to you. You try to give them advice, but they don't want to know. But we've got to be open to what God wants us to do to get ourselves right with God. I don't believe it. it's as hard as what people think. We know what is right. If you do what is right, then you'll be blessed. And that's what the Lord said to Cain if you do what is right you'll be blessed but he would not listen and we can be so full of arrogant and pride and things like that that we're not prepared to listen to God and he's the one to give you who's got your answer for whatever your problem is now if we if we're suffering with sicknesses and things like that, we've got to ask ourselves, what is it that's brought this sickness into my life? It may be some sin you've done. You need to be, maybe you need deliverance before you can be healed. You need to repent and get delivered before you can be healed. So we, each one of us, we've got to look, if we're not, got that relationship with the Lord which you feel as though you should have then we've got there's nothing wrong with the Lord we've got to find out what is wrong with us and maybe there's something in my life or your life or whoever's listening your life that doesn't line up with God's word as he says now it's up to you to put it right Otherwise, you will be under the chastisement of the Lord and it won't let you get away with it. And unfortunately, people, um, we see this in the church a lot, people don't want to get themselves right with God. So they, rather than move on with the Lord, they move away. Rather than, they come up to an obstacle when they know they've got to start to change, but rather than move on with God, they move out and stop coming to church. It's too hard for them. But let me say this, it, it may be hard, but there's nothing that you can't get over if you're willing. And it said here, you've not resisted sin to the shedding of your blood. So each one of us, we that we if we not got a blessing we may be under chastisement we may be under God's judgment but there is a way out there is mercy for us if we will seek it and we'll repent and it, repent means I've got to change some of you may mean I've got to leave the house that I'm living with or leave the person that I'm living with maybe you're living in fornication you've got to move out maybe you you're living there and you've got children but you're not married well it's very difficult but you need to move out and get married and then move back in you need to get your life right with God 
and otherwise people go round and round and round all the while trying to find the answer for their life and expecting the preacher to find the answer for their life when the answer is right in front of them they've got to change now regarding this judgment and mercy we all need God's mercy and if you're struggling you need God's mercy but you you must accept his judgment and put it right accept his chastisement put it right in your life and I'll guarantee you if you do you'll receive God's mercy and many of you will get healed many of you will get set free and delivered so that was my message today just a short message but it's about the two sides to the coin. Amen. Amen. Today, Shannon. Great message today, my friend. Right on. Well, it's a powerful message. Powerful message. I'm not messing about it. I'm trying to speak the truth. Amen. The truth will set us free. Yep. And um, following Jesus Christ, who is truth, uh, is a way that we're going to um, make it in the days ahead because as we were talking about here in the chat room here earlier, uh, there's a great deception coming. And um, Yes, I believe, I believe so, Shannon. I believe so. Many are going to uh, fall away. They're not prepared. They're not ready to endure till the end. They're not ready to lay their life down if that's what's required for Jesus. They're fair-weather Christians, a lot, lukewarm. A lot of, them think, lot of them think there's going to be a rapture to come and snatch them out of it. We don't believe that. Neither you nor me, do we? I, do, I certainly don't. We, we're going to go through it. Absolutely. And um, I understand where it comes, where that idea spawns from. It's been taught in the church, and uh, the Bible does not support that when you get down there and see what Jesus actually said. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people that um, are just not able to mentally deal with what it may cost us before it's over with even our very lives just like the disciples yeah. to stay in Christ and not deny, deny him and to look at that um, they just can't bear that so uh, they cling on to the uh, the hope that they're going to be snatched out of here but you know uh, Jesus said my grace is sufficient for thee I will never lead nor forsake you and we overcome yeah. by the blood of the lamb the word of our testimony and we love not our lives unto the death Folks, we need to get prepared. I think the churches have got a lot to answer for, you know, by yes. te teaching on this pre-tribulation pre effort things. The churches have got a lot to answer for because it puts people in this uh, sense of um, false security. Well, that's true. And, you know, um, there is going to be an accounting required for those that did not prepare the church for what is coming to endure till the end uh, because when they said we're you know dogmatically we're getting out of here you're not going to ever have to worry about the book of revelations tribulation mark of the beast it won't be here watch out now because uh, you're setting Absolutely. people up to be part of the great falling away what is the great falling away Christians who were offended when persecution comes for the the cause of Christ and Jesus talks about in the parable of the sower you know there were some seed that were thrown and anon with joy they received the gospel but when persecution came for the cause of Christ they got offended and fell away they were not rooted in Jesus and, and ready to go all the way even to the death now I'm not looking forward to the prospect of having my head cut off but I don't know uh, if that's what the Lord would have for me, then so be it. Uh, there will be some alive and remaining till the end when he comes back at the last trump. But look at what Jesus had to go through for you and I. And he wasn't Absolutely. even Yeah, and, there's a scripture, um, Shannon, it says, um, I mentioned it the other day, it's in Matthew 24, and it said, the love of many will grow cold, will wax cold. It's happening it's in Matthew out there, 24 brother. tomorrow, and and that, but then it says because because um, 
because iniquity shall abound or lawlessness will abound because lawlessness or iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold well we've seen so much lawlessness throughout the world absolutely terrible things I mean in France this afternoon I received, I put the television on and I seen it's a, there's a nice area of France uh, um, uh, uh, holiday resort as you might say and uh, there's a Syrian guy who's uh, wielding a knife and gone about killing the little children oh god have mercy and and uh, three three year olds and they stabbed four of them two of them were probably dead and the, the, uh, the dad's dead as well I think and he's been yielding a knife and, and while he was it showed you on the television on one channel while he was yielding the knife he was laughing well that is pure on demon possession and sadly sadly people couldn't defend themselves because they've been disarmed I know people don't like guns but what do you do in a society where the criminals always have the weapons the, the gangs, the thugs, they don't obey any law, they're always going to be the ones armed and you and I are left with nothing but a butter knife yeah and you know uh, yeah. that's happening so in America trying to fight him off with a rucksack Brother, I saw footage, and this happened in New Orleans. A man going down the street, and probably looked what looked like a Jeep. I couldn't tell exactly, but he had his arm hanging out the window with a Glock 19 pistol, 9mm, just randomly firing at all the, the houses on a row. He must have fired off six rounds, put his hand back in the car, and drove off. I don't know who was shot. That's the well, it said because this, this, because of lawlessness is abound, and that's exactly what you're talking about. All that so the love of many will grow cold. So it probably is that even Christians are losing heart because that sort of thing's happening. But why doesn't God stop it? They say, but God's already warned us what's going to happen. Well, I tell you something. We've brother. got to be prepared. We got to be prepared, and the best preparation is stay in the Word every day. Because yep. the word uh, is our standard of truth. Everything else is being twisted around. Pronouns. Uh, a man can be a woman. A woman can be a man if they want to. Um, everything is being tossed upside down. It's it's a spirit of chaos, confusion, and lawlessness in the land. And what is the standard of truth if not the word of God? You can't trust the news anymore. We're being lied to. We're being manipulated by media. We're being bullied. They're celebrating Homosexual Day all month long in America. There's oh, nothing. I know. It's terrible everywhere. You know, that scripture that I read tonight, not many people talk on that scripture. You don't need to speak in the church. 1 Corinthians 6. Where, read it. Which I said, I'll again. read it to you again. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. A lot of people don't talk on this. I'll just find it for you. 1 Corinthians 6 um, I'm reading from the King James because it's well I've read from the King James today and everything but it says here Verse know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God that's pretty simple that isn't it absolutely do not be deceived neither fornicators sex outside the marriage nor idolaters nor adulterers nor effeminate that's LGBT and all those sorts of things and homosexuals and everything nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God so all on them are not going to get in the kingdom of God. And then it says, and such were some of you. Okay, it shows you there, you can be that, but you can be saved. And you can, but they said, but you were washed. You were sanctified, 
and you've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So therefore, they've changed. The word that, they've changed. You've got to change. Uh, but they don't like to say this. And that it is not read in many many churches, as I know, at all. Because they're in compromise. They're lukewarm. Yeah. And, and they have departed from the faith. You know... Let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Two hours ago on Twitter, yeah. I was up yeah. there. there was well, a, that's, that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 12. 12. Two hours ago, I'm up on Twitter. New York Post has this picture of Justin Bieber with his father. And they're mocking him. Because they say Justin Bieber's dead post homophobic message during Pride Month. And he says, uh, thank you to straight people. Okay, I saw that, and my reply was, there was nothing to be proud about in sodomy. The end of all who do not repent is the lake of fire, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. I use that same verse and did not even know what you were going to preach on today. Let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. God is not mocked, folks. Mm. Be not deceived. If we continue in that sin, then the lake of fire is certain. We've got till the Spirit leaves our body to repent. And if the devil has his way, he's going to try to kill you before you repent. Today's the day to repent. Now, you know, Brother David, yep. and it says as, as such, some of us were. But then it talks about you know repentance, being washed by the blood of the Lamb. I used to be a fornicator. I was an adulterer also. I'm not proud of that. Yeah. But I was in the throes yeah. of sin. So would I. I was a I was in a backslidden state on top of that. I was a whoremonger. And I will tell you something. If I had died in those sins, I would be in hell and with a lot less excuse than others may have, because I was raised in church and knew knew better than do that and I did it anyway. And you know what? God had mercy. I had a grandmother who prayed. And I was raised up in the way I should go. And the Holy Spirit convicted me. And by the grace of God, I'm alive today. Because if I died, I would be in hell. With no hope whatsoever. But then I came yes, to my but... senses. And I repented, my brother. And I asked the Lord yeah. to forgive me. And it was not just confessing that what I was doing I was wrong. I had to literally You've hate that You've got to turn sin. from the sin. I had to stop sinning and hate it. And the Lord forgave me. It, and when I see that stuff going on today, I'll go down the street here in Bali, Indonesia. A lot of foreigners come over here. They come over to Bali because it's cheap. Especially Australians. In Australia, it's very expensive to go to the Gold Coast. People have told me. So they'll fly four and a half hours to Bali. They come over here. And not just Australians, Americans, Europeans, just, you know, whoever. And they get about half butt naked. They get drunk and party. And they go out and look for hookers. Yeah, there's hookers in Bali, too. They're everywhere. Yeah. And they're going out to have a good time. And the government of Indonesia, a few months back, made a new law. It said, if you're caught in fornication or adultery, you will go to jail. It's a criminal offense. I was like, wow. That's that's good. That's good. They're actually mm. uh, standing on the, you know, standing with the Ten Commandments. We don't do that in America. You should have seen the uproar by the uh, expat community here. They said, "Well, we won't come there anymore." What do you mean? We can't have sex, brother. When I when I see that stuff in action, and I see the way people are living, I hate it. And I used to do it myself. We got to get to the point where we hate that sin, and we come yeah. clean. And we better do it sooner than later because if we stay in that sin, whatever sin you're involved in out there, drunkards, extortioners, homosexuality, effeminate, dressing up in women's clothing, you're a man and you say you're a woman or vice versa, you're going to bust hell wide open and then you're going to go to the lake of fire which is the second death if you do not repent before the spirit comes out of your body. Now that's love to tell people you got to repent. And, you know, to also admit, you know, hey, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not one righteous, no, not one. But we're running out of time very quickly. 
Well, some people, I want to say this, I believe that some people that are probably listening to this program today and don't, God, I hope not, but I, I believe what I'm saying is that there's people listening to this today that some of them it's going to be their last chance to repent. I remember. They will not get another chance. I remember the late John Lyndon Cook. You remember John Lyndon? Yeah, I'm reading one of his books at the moment. He gave a testimony to it, me. He said it was in probably in the 60s. He had cancer. And he was not living for Jesus like he should, yet he was going to church. And they'd have an altar call and he would just walk out. He said he went into church one week and he heard God speak to him. and said, John, this is the last opportunity you will get. If you do not receive me today and you leave here, you'll not get another chance. And thank God he went up to the altar call repented of his sin received Jesus the Lord and Savior and God heals him of the cancer he lived until his yeah. late 80s and I had an opportunity and he did a lot of ministry for Jesus and he was a good man yes sir I had a chance to work oh, with have, him have you got his book called uh, Jesus the Deliverer yes sir did I tell you I worked with him the last two years of his life yeah. we did many programs together yeah and uh, what an honor well, to I know take, this man. I took over from him, you know, doing the conferences down in High Lee. Yes, sir. Because he he was the main teacher down in, in High Lee. And I was speaking to somebody who was running it with him uh, only this week. And I said, you know, we need to get, get, do more of this. Um, we need to do more. And uh, John was the main speaker at the conferences down there. But then they got, well, after he died, they got me to do it for about three or four years. Uh, to be the main speaker on the Saturday evening for the ministry. He passed the torch to you. And that was a great privilege for me to be able to take, walk in his shoes. He was a great man of God, and now I get to work with you. Uh, are you talking about none other than uh, Sam Masreku? Sam, Sam. Yeah, Sam. Well, Sam was part of it, but I'm talking about the other man who said to talk with him. Sam seems to be more interested in doing his church now. Okay. No, when you said you met with another guy, I was curious. Was it Sam? Yeah, or? yes. It, his name is Bob, Bob Patterson. Oh, Bob. I don't know him. Maybe you can introduce me. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I might be able to introduce him. Yeah, I have to ask him if he'd like to, to speak sometime um, with you. And uh, he, he ran it with, he ran it with um, John Lyndon Cook. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it was him that gave me the books of uh, John's... I oh. sent some over to you, didn't I? Yes, you did. I'm, I'm very thankful. Yeah, it was, it was Bob that gave them to me. Thank you very much. My copies are sitting in a storage unit in Las Vegas. I don't know if I'll see them again. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for what you did. Um, well, I can get you some more if you want some. But back to the point here, folks. Uh, you know, this uh, celebration of sodomy all month long in America, even one day is too much. What has happened except we have surpassed the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah and I don't hold out much hope that America or Great Britain is going to repent in time before the judgment of God pours out. Great Britain, honestly, makes me sick. Uh, it's, It's full of them. I mean, I don't see them. They won't come anywhere near our church. We're on too much on fire for that. Brother, but they're forcing, <laughs> they're, they're forcing through laws that allow schools out on the West Coast to take children who express interest in being of the opposite sex, and they'll take them off, and they'll castrate them, do surgeries on them, and they don't even have to let the parents know. I would be terrified Damn to have me. my children in an American school right now. That's it, it's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. Brother, what's going on? I mean, and it's, allowed, uh, it's just, it's getting a, it, such an evil world. And yet, the, the thing, yet, they're told that, oh, God loves them. No, God loves everybody, but when you refuse to obey Him, you come under His judgment. Absolutely. He loves people, but doesn't God, love sin. Everybody, everybody says, well, God loves everybody. I said, well, he didn't love Sodom and Gomorrah very much, did he, when he destroyed them all? Absolutely. He gave them a chance to repent, and then he said, keep away from them, 
He said it'd be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah and you people, and he destroyed them or he burned them up. Brother, Why? Because I, they would not repent. I think we're on the press. So what so. makes it? So what makes these Christians or so-called Christians or churchgoers think that God's going to accept them today? It's deception. And because they had not love of the truth, God was going to send them a strong delusion that they believed the lie. We're in some serious trouble in the American church, in England, in Europe. Um, yep. I, b I believe that... Everywhere. Uh, I think it's everywhere, to tell you the truth, Shannon. It's the same in Brazil. There's thousands and millions of um, gays in Brazil and, and all over Europe and everywhere. I you don't know, know so much about the Muslim nations. There are probably not so many. And I know Uganda's made a, a stand, haven't they? Yes, they have. And yet America is still trying yep. to bully those nations and say, we'll defund you. I'll tell you something. God's only going to take, take so much of this, and his wrath and judgment are going to pour out. And there'll be no hope at that point for people who have died in their sins. They're going to be lost forever. Mm -hmm. Today's the day to repent. Uh, people don't have the fear of the Lord. And where you have a perversion of the truth, sexual perversion is not too far behind. I believe this falls square in the shoulder of much of the churches in America and Europe and England. They have not done their job. They are not preaching the truth any longer. And you can see the mixture coming in, even homosexuality getting into the grip on the pulpit. We're in some serious trouble. And, um, I want to say this, Shannon. Can I just read a scripture? Yes, sir. I want to say this. I'm just going to find it because, um, because I really think that this is, um, um, for me at this moment. Um, oh, yes. Uh, this is how I feel because you know sometimes I think of well I might not be the most adequate speaker and things like that and there might be people who are listening to to my message today and they're not changing but I want to say this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says and I brethren when I came to you came not with excellent of speech nor of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God for I have determined to know nothing amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified I was with you in weakness and in fear and in trembling my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but with a demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God and so I want to say that anybody who is listening who is not going to repent you are coming under God's judgment right now Amen. Right now. Don't listen to Amiga Man Radio again. Don't try to tickle your ears if, if you're not going to repent. Because you, you're an abomination. It's true. And don't ring me up in that you're not going to repent. I mean, I had somebody ring me up yesterday. I, I just thought, well, when they, why don't they shut up? They've got to repent. They're trying to justify themselves in everything. I'm not interested in that, Shannon. Justifying themselves, they've got to repent to get right with God. we all got to do that, haven't we? Absolutely. That justification will not buy you one second when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I knew, knew you not. Amen. When, when Jesus Christ had to go through what he did, and he gave his life, that you and I would have an opportunity to receive a pardon by repenting of our sins, believing on him as Lord and Savior, and we didn't take advantage of that while we we're alive and repent, there is there'll be no there'll be no remedy. Sudden destruction, no remedy. Close this out in prayer, Brother David. Yes, well one thing I'm very pleased, Shannon, that uh, we were on the same tune. <laughs> you said I've I've preached what you've been talking about. So, Father God, I just want to thank you, Lord, for today. And anybody who wants to contact me, they can contact me on my website, which is dwmmi.org. Uh, and uh, on there, I've got my books and DVDs and teachings. You can send me an email, and uh, you can buy my books. You can send me a gift uh, to what to the PayPal or whatever. 
but I do pray that you'll be blessed and I pray that you receive this message today and I pray that you'll get closer to Jesus and I pray you'll listen and you'll listen to these messages of me and Shannon tried to put over because we're trying to speak the truth and it's the truth to set you free and it's the truth to heal you so I pray for everybody who's listening will get their salvation in order and they will get healed and they will get set free in Jesus name Amen Amen powerful word today brother we love and appreciate you. Thank you, Shannon. And we're going to see you again on... Um, In two weeks' time. Two weeks, a fortnight. God bless you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you, Shannon. Bye, Bye for now. Folks, stay tuned. We've got Gary Stafford and Sister Castle Andrews coming up next. Here we go. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.